Welcome to the Middle Management Podcast, sponsored by Aptitude Management, an Australian-based corporate training organisation. During this podcast, we discuss everything to do with leading and managing others, from new and seasoned supervisors, frontline management to mid-level leadership. We've got you covered. Your host for today is Colin Dubb. Hi there. Welcome to episode 12 of the Middle Management Podcast. I'm your host, Colin Dubb, and on today's episode, we're going to be talking about emotional intelligence and specifically emotional intelligence for leaders. We're going to be looking at exactly what is emotional intelligence. I'll be breaking down the topic into further subcategories and share some ideas how you can begin working on this today. We have a good range of topics to discuss during this episode, so let's get into it. So what is emotional intelligence? Well, emotional intelligence called EQ, the abbreviation, is the ability to be aware of and to manage emotions and relationships. IQ, what we call intellect, will only get you into the door. So how smart you are will only get you so far. But it is your EQ, your emotional intelligence, your ability to connect with others and manage the emotions of yourself and the others that you deal with on a day-to-day that will determine ultimately how successful you are as a leader. When we look at the truly extraordinary managers and leaders who inspire and make a difference, what you will notice is that they do this by connecting with others on a personal and emotional level. And that is what high levels of emotional intelligence allow you to do. To further break down this subject is to say that it is one of the most important ideas to hit the business world in recent years. And it is based on the notion that the ability of individuals to understand their own emotions and those of the people that they work with. So in simple terms, emotional intelligence is the ability in us to control our own emotions, to understand our emotions and control our emotions and express feelings in a way that is both positive to ourselves and the people around us. Self-awareness and emotional intelligence. Now, self-awareness underpins all emotional intelligence and is about understanding what it is that drives us and seeing ourselves as others see us. So furthermore, knowing our goals and what it is that we want to achieve in our work, whilst also being aware of our, what we call limiting beliefs and furthermore, how we can adapt to them and continue to progress. So in other words, you must be aware of your habitual patterns and personal emotions if you are going to be able to do anything about them. It is also true to say that if you cannot recognize your own emotions, you'll be unlikely to spot them in others. So how can we improve our self-awareness? Look, there are many ways that you can improve your self-awareness. And sometimes it's a simple case of being actually aware of your own emotions and how they might affect your interactions with others. So firstly, accept your emotions. Accept that the way that you feel is the way that you feel. And there is nothing productive in thinking to yourself, I shouldn't feel this way. Just accept that this is the way that you feel right now. And then you can work on ways to make yourself feel differently. Secondly, appreciate your strengths and weaknesses. Don't be scared to confront your weaknesses. So being aware of what you are good at and what you're not so good at will help you make the most of situations 
and then ultimately develop the areas where needed. Another idea is to keep an emotional journal. So take some time out at the end of each day to consider your interactions. And again, by writing things down and reading over them and having to think about it, you'll be amazed at what you can learn about yourself and your interactions with others. Listen to the message. Sometimes the emotional feeling that won't go away is trying to actually give you a message. So if you feel uncomfortable when interacting with a certain individual, maybe there's a reason for it. So try and stop and listen. What is it that the emotion is trying to tell you? Is it important? If it is important, what can I do about it? Another idea is to take a walk in the other person's shoes. This is very much about empathy. So walking in another person's shoes is trying to see things from the other person's viewpoint and how they might perceive the situation. You'll learn a lot. A valuable thing to remember is that you are not your emotions. And just because you think, feel, or even do something in a certain way, it doesn't mean that this defines you as a person. You always have the right of choice and to act in a way that you decide. The next part of emotional intelligence, which is self-management. We are constantly making decisions based on our values. And when they are challenged or we perceive them to be in danger, what happens is our emotions will step into their defense. And this can sometimes make us become irrational. And we may accept or understand what we're doing, but in the eyes of others, They may not appreciate or even understand our reactions. So self-management is about being able to think clearly and remain focused even when we are experiencing strong emotions. Now, when discussing the topic of self-management, we should most definitely look at self-talk. Now, it is important to realize that as leaders, we have even more reason to be in control of our emotions and not let personal feelings affect our work. We can be our own worst enemy and allow personal self-talk to affect the way we perceive others and events. And then these can cause triggers, which can trigger our emotions, and then cause us to behave in ways that could be unproductive in the eyes of others. Highly emotional actions and behaviors rarely escape the attention of others. And no matter how well you perform in your role, it is often these actions that determine how you're perceived in the workplace. Now, there is a lot that can be learned about how you perceive others and whether you see their behavior as positive or negative. Consider that others are making these judgments about you as well. So methods for improving self-management. Now, self-management is attained by being aware of your emotions and your habitual responses and understanding to a degree that you have some responsibility. So over time, You will increase your ability to pick up on the information being provided to you and further increase your ability to self-manage. But I have some suggestions for you. Number one, make a conscious choice to choose your attitude. So remember, you always have the choice to act in a way that you want to. You're not controlled by your emotions. And if you take time to consider what the rational way of acting is in any given situation, you'll become more focused on the positive aspects of your interactions. Anchor your positive feelings. Think of periods when you were really in control. Harness those positive feelings and emotions and recall them in times when you feel less positive. And this will help you to move past those bad feelings. Challenge negative self-talk. Now, every time you hear your negative inner voice telling you that you can't achieve something or that you will fail, challenge it. Ask yourself, why can't you achieve it? Well, why should you fail? And try to think of a time in the past when you did overcome a challenge and you did succeed. And furthermore, anchor those feelings. Anchor them 
and use them. Now, a lot can be said about having a positive mental attitude, and this is something that you definitely would need to work on. But when you have a positive mental attitude, you look at how things can be done rather than why they can't be done. And you believe that where there is a will, there's a way. You look at the possibilities and opportunities out there rather than focus on the obstacles and the problems. And this mindset is important for success as a manager and as a leader. Let's discuss empathy, a large part of emotional intelligence. Now, empathy is described as the ability to identify with and understand another's situation. So feelings and their motives. And this in turn helps us to respond to their emotions in a way that is positive and meaningful. And the ability to empathize with others is important in all walks of life, but perhaps even more so in the work environment. This can be key to building and maintaining positive, productive relationships. It is difficult to fully appreciate how empathetic we are, and often a person who thinks they show great empathy will in fact come across as insincere. So where possible, it is advisable to get feedback from others and our skills of empathy. In his book, The Seven Habits of Highly Effective People, Stephen Covey talks about the fifth habit, which is seek first to understand, then to be understood. And Stephen argues that in all communication, our first and most important task is to ensure that we understand fully the needs of others. He explains that the key to seeking first to understand is to really listen to the person that you are communicating with, suspending judgment and allowing them to relay their true emotions and ideas, and basically seeing things from the other person's point of view before jumping in and making assumptions. Mastering the abilities of self-awareness, self-management, and empathy paves the way for attaining a greater levels of emotional intelligence. It is not enough that we simply want to be good at our jobs. In order to be truly effective in managing our teams, we need to bring all of these skills together to become much more emotionally intelligent leaders. Thank you for listening today. Your host was Colin Dubb. The content shared is a small example of what we cover in our management courses. Aptitude Management offers both in-person and online courses for individuals or organizations who need team training. Furthermore, all Aptitude courses are conducted through our program framework consisting of workshop booking consultation, trainer-led skills gap analysis, tailored participant training plan, and post-workshop coaching. If you are interested in finding out more, please visit the Aptitude Management website at www.aptitudemanagement.com.au. Stay tuned for our next episode.